everybody. This is Steve from On The Vertigo, and you are On The Verta Show. And we've got a good episode for you today. We're going to talk about some serious stuff. Um, oh. I'll introduce myself. I'm Steve with On The Vertigo, and this is the On The Vertigo podcast. Emmett. Thanks for joining us for our podcast. Um, my right hand girl, the OGGG, we have this week. We missed her last week, but we have Adrian Smith from South Carolina in the house. Say hi, Adrian. Hi, guys. My baby booze. I missed you. I hope you missed me as much as I missed you. We missed you. And you know What's who up? else missed you, Steve? There, oh, there she is. It's Miss Daisy Duke. Oh She's coming God. in close to give you a kiss. How and look, she got her little shorty shorts on. She's For saying bye home. bye now, and she's gonna go back over here and sit down till later. Bye. For Bye, those Dave. on the podcast, that was a Barbie dressed up with Daisy Duke shorts for Steve. Just for me, my Catherine Bach. Okay, <laughs> um, Adrian, welcome back. We know we, uh, you had a trip last week. Um, how'd that go? Um, it went well. It was very tiring. Uh, I had originally had this trip planned, but it turned into something else. Um, which was fine, but that added to the stress, the pressure, uh, and didn't really enjoy why I had originally planned to go. These yeah. things happened, but um, it went well. Uh, I've been exhausted for two days. Yeah, I know. I just spent um, five days and four nights out in the middle of nowhere mountains in Crested Butte, Colorado, camping in the Blue Whale. If you don't know, if you're new to our show, the Blue Whale is my camping van that we take on my bike trips and my wife, Emily and I, we do trips in the blue whale, long weekend trips. And uh, we take it all around the mountains of Colorado. And I usually post um, stuff on Instagram from that. So I've got mosquito bites all over me. So I'm itching like a bitch. I was wondering about that. Was it chilly at night up there and you still got bit? It was chilly. It was chilly. Well, I don't know why yeah. they biting your ugly ass. I don't I know. Didn't. I know I've got I've got a bite right here. Nobody can see it if you're just listening, but on this oh, toe. Oh, I see that. He got a bite on that little. Oh, damn, bro! Giant mosquito bite, and I've been scratching it for two days. It's it's it sucks. Well, you know, they make a cream, you know, a cortisol steroid. Or I don't. Something. I don't shit. use that. I don't use yeah, that. Yeah, alcohol. Why, you dumbass? Because an, an itchy toe is nothing compared to Mama Ears disease. So it's like better have no. itchy balls, I guess, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right well glad you're back adrian and we both thank you much had a, a little bit of a trip last week and uh i also next need to introduce our producer and director dizzy djd and he's with us today so say hi dave <laughs> All right, so I wanted to tell everybody that On the Verta Show can be seen on our YouTube channel. That's On the Vertigo YouTube channel. Um, click subscribe. We want subscribers. You want to subscribe out there. We know you do. Um, we're also on Podbean for audio podcast download and iHeartRadio. 
And that covers that. On Facebook, we are Meneers on the Vertigo. Come and check us out there. And new information today, you can search us as a fundraiser on Facebook. If you go to uh, click the nine little dots at the top right corner of your Facebook page, you'll scroll all the way to the bottom. You see fundraiser, click on that, click on nonprofit, and then you can search on the vertigo and make us a fundraiser. It's super easy, very labor unintensive, uh, takes a second and then just put it on your page and roll it. It doesn't even have to be for your birthday, but it can be. So give that a shot. Everybody, please help us keep the lights on. Yeah, that's the thing I want to say that we don't come on here and beg for money, but we did start a nonprofit and it does take some financial stability to do that as far as paying for our host site that hosts our website. We have to pay for things per month just to keep this going as far as a nonprofit. We hope that you will join in and help support us financially, but we're not NPR. We're not, you know, we, we just would like, we need some finances to keep the lights on. So if you, if, if you feel it in your heart that we're doing a good thing and that it matters to you and the people around you, I know for a fact it matters to the people with Meniere's disease. So please help us out. And follow me. Right. All right. Um, last week, we. Wait a minute. Do I need to get my serious glasses on now? Yeah. Yep, Adrian's doing a wardrobe change. If you can't see what's going on, okay, I'm ready now. Well, last week, um, on the Vertigo, stumbled across a post someone made, and it's going to be anonymous, but it really struck home with me as something that we need to talk about today, Adrian. So I'm going to pass the ball back to to Dave and let him read this post because it just drilled me square in the heart and I haven't stopped thinking about it. So if I can't stop thinking about it, then I know other people, it's gonna be important to them too. So Dave, introduce what's gonna happen here and then Adrian and I are gonna have a topic that we're gonna discuss that I think is very serious. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, I found a post uh, when I was just looking through the Meniere's support boards. Um, it's a public post. It's not, it wasn't a private one, so um, we are going to keep it anonymous, but I thought that it meant a lot for a kind of, there's an ongoing discussion kind of um, about, I mean, I don't want to lead the witnesses here for later, but there is kind of a, kind of a discussion about, um, do you, when you have Meniere's or a chronic illness, do you push yourself through it to do better and greater things like are you you know when people bother you and just like get over it and push through it um or is it good to accept yourself where you're at and pretty much be good with that and not feel guilty um so anyway um this was a good post on that and i i edited it a little bit to just for the flow of this but it's still the same content as the original post um i'll go ahead and read it OMG, the push through it crowd can take a flipping hike, venting a bit today and want to get this off my chest. It is not possible to understand this condition unless you have it. It's simply just not possible. The push through it mantra is so naive related to chronic Meniere's symptoms. When you are permanently dizzy and out of balance, every second is a push through moment. 
when the tinnitus is roaring with various pitched ringing, listening to anything or even generating a new thought is pushing through. The list goes on. When I am not pushing through, Mr. Hey, why don't you just push through it? They have no clue how insensitive it is to throw some measly cliche out there when I or we fight every effing day to maintain some level of calm, hope, and normalcy. Of course, there are times in life when we all need to persevere and break through mental or physical obstacles, but this is different. It's not the same as having a bad cold with a headache, but still going to work in the grocery store. While I hate that this disease struck me, I've battled to accept these are my cards. Unfortunately, this isn't five card five card draw poker so I could exchange some cards. I'm okay, but I want others to understand dealing with Meniere's is not an easy push through it situation. And it's infuriating when they make something I work tirelessly to cope with sound so mild and inconsequential. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. That's fucking heavy. That's so fucking heavy. Nailed it. Because that this is going to be a, a good discussion for us, Adrian, because last week, two weeks ago when you were on, you know, we talked about, you know, things that come up and surprise us during the day. And that we're like, oh, that amps our anxiety up and uh, like spontaneous things that we're not expecting can throw our anxiety up. But this is a whole new thing, this push through. And I've been thinking about this for the last week since I read this post and it's so, that post was, first of all, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant post. It was straight from the heart. And that person obviously has Meniere's disease. And I'm sure other chronic illnesses can relate also. But when he was just like, he or she, I don't know which it was, but when you just have to push through anything it's difficult like like he mentioned you know when you got tinnitus ringing in your ear and you're in a discussion and say you're in a in a loud environment like a restaurant you know we are pushing through that you know it's not just the times where unexpected stuff comes up getting out of bed we're pushing through what we feel like to be able to do what we need to do so What's your thoughts on the pushing through thing there, Adrian, as far as like right now, like doing this show, we, me and you, Adrian, we're pushing through. We are putting, trying to set aside how crappy and shitty and fucked up we feel in order to do this show. And it's, we're pushing through. So it's like, tell me your angle on that real quick and we'll keep discussing. Well, you and I push through and that's why, and all of us others that suffer, that's why we call ourselves warriors for one thing. Um, We know what we have and we know what we need to do to quote unquote, push through a day of shit. Yeah. Um, So pushing through is what we do. The other thing I want to add about the push through is when People say, oh, well, you look fine. Oh, well, it's not like a cold. Oh, well, you know what? It's a permanent fucking incurable disease, Mm -hmm. period, full stop. Yeah. Google that shit, ask questions, but don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, you've got something wrong mentally or you have a mental health problem or you, you know, you have this. No, no. 
Yeah. Take the time to understand what is going on with the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis, whether it's your family, your coworkers. Um, so yeah, we push through because that's what we have to do. We have to. It's no not, doubt. Like it's not like we feel a little bit bad and it's like, hey, go to the grocery store, just push through, go to the grocery store because that the the, the anxiety that comes with that is crippling. The feeling of dizziness is crippling. Walking down an aisle with the fluorescent lights, it's all this shit is crippling. And so us just to do the simplest things, we are pushing through. And people think, oh, you know, just push through it. You'll be okay. You know, it'll, it'll go, it'll get better. It does not get better, people. It does not fucking get better. Now, no. adapt to it. Yes, we can adapt to it and we have adapted to it, but we are pushing through a pile of shit because you have normal people that are healthy, making tons of money and living their life. Then you have poor people that are struggling and trying to make ends meet. Then you have people that are, you know, have other health issues and stuff. And I'm not comparing my disease to anybody else's. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a competition, but Meniere's disease and vestibular disorders, we are at the bottom. We're 50 feet below the pile of shit that most people have to deal with. And we're like, we live at 50 feet below the pile of shit where we live. We live, we exist there 24 hours a day, every waking moment, even when I'm dreaming, I I had a dream last night, Adrian, that, and I had tinnitus in my dream. And that's the first time I've had a dream where I've thought, Oh, you know, I need to tell this person I can't hear very well in my dream. And it was the most bizarre feeling because now my disease is entering my subconscious to the point where I'm dreaming that I'm sick. And I used to dream and feel like, oh, I can hear and I can move and I have good balance. But now my dreams are all fucked up. So That's not good. That's not good. No, no. But we live 50 feet below all the shit most people deal with, you know, and it's they all. They have no shit. idea. They have no idea. Yeah. Now. The one thing I wanted to say to equivocate this, equivocate, if that's a word, is that I'm always on, on the Vertigo Instagram, Maneers on the Vertigo Facebook, and I'm like, hey, go out and do something you love. Go out and do something and make a difference. I try to motivate people that have a chronic illness to do something good so that they'll feel better about themselves. But I don't want you guys out there to think that I don't understand how hard that is. Right. Okay, so when I ride my bike across the country, people are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing that. And people with Meniere's freak out because they're just like, that's an impossibility. But I push through to do that because I want you guys to see that we can do some things. There, you know, there are, you can do stuff to make yourself feel a little bit better and, and have some self-worth, but it's few and far between, you know, my bike <laughs> rides are an anomaly with my life, you know, my camping trips, they're an anomaly, you know, it's not like I get up and get excited. I'm not excited to do that stuff, but I know I have to do it. So I just wanted to let people out there know that I'm not saying on the vertigo, we're about hope. We're about inspiration. We're about giving people an attitude of wanting to do something to make them feel 
themselves feel a little bit better about themselves that day. But we know that that is very, very fucking hard to do. Like absolutely, put, absolutely, it saps us, and so the exhaustion of it is is just unbelievable. Go ahead, Adrian. No, I was just gonna say, no, you're right. I mean, just like me making my trip last week, or any trip that we make, um, you know, you're all anxiety and all. You get that in the works before you go, and then you 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 push through it. You manage your meds so you can do it. It's not easy. Um, and you push through just the way we push through life. But yes, do something you love if you can. Just like you said before, if you can even just get out of bed, rock on. Yep. Taking a shower, positive, go for it. But that shit. I know is that crazy. for you, for you, that's a challenge. I know, I know. And it, the other day it was it was kind of funny because my wife's had a coworker that said, I'm kind of dizzy. I don't think I want to come into work today because I'm getting kind of dizzy. And my wife later on asked me, Does it piss you off when people say that they're dizzy? And I said, Well, it used to. It doesn't as much anymore, but man, it used to piss me off because I'm like, you don't fucking understand what dizzy is. You know, okay, you stood up too quick. Whoa, a little head rush. You know, yep. we're not talking about that. We're talking about crippling chronic disease, dizziness, nausea, balance issues, ringing in our ears, vestibular migraines, laying in bed for days at a time. This is a disease that kicks our ass 24 hours. Anybody 24 hours. with any vestibular issue, MD, yeah. BM, the BPPV, the crawl into the bathroom, the vomiting, the and trying to push through a day, it sucks. It and sucks if you don't have it and you don't educate yourself on it, you have no idea what we go through every day. Yeah. So on this topic of pushing through, Adrian, what do you do when you just can't push through? What does that look like? Because we both know that there's times where we just do not push through because we cannot do it physically, mentally emotionally, spiritually. So what happens when you hit, hit the wall and you're just like, I cannot push through? Explain what that's like. Uh, I either end up in the lazy boy chair um, or on the couch or in my bed. Um, if there's something that has to be done on that specific day, whatever meds I can take, my steroids, anything that makes the rest of the day happen, I will push through, make it happen, and then I'll just come home and collapse. Um, but, but some days I'll wake up, that tinnitus is roaring, uh, nausea, uh, and I just tell Chris, I just can't today. He says, well, sit on the couch all day. Oh, some people don't have that luxury. Yeah. They yeah. just don't. And um, but I have done things before with full on vertigo that I yeah. probably shouldn't have done, but knew I had to. Yeah. I had to push through it. And it yeah. sucked. Yeah. I think, and that's where I think the emotional 
issues come in, the depression comes in when we can't push through because we feel like, a, at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself, not everybody out there, but you feel like a failure. You know, you feel your self-esteem just takes an ass whipping all the time when we can't push through, you know, when I have to lay on the couch all day, you know, it, it's, it's not, I've said it, I said it in our, in the book on the vertigo, one sick man's journey to make a difference. It's like, people are like, oh, you're so lucky you get to lay on the couch and watch TV all day. And it's like, no, that's, it's not enjoyable. You know, I'm doing it because that's the only way I can get through my day is laying down. So laying down is my go-to, but you feel like shit when you can't, when you have to do that, when you're stuck like that. Yeah, um, you do. And I'm, I'm always tell, oh, Chris, I'm just so sorry. I just can't today. Yeah. But he's, you know, it's all good, but I still, I feel bad about it. I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I got um, something to kick in if it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to sound like coming from the <laughs> super, super naive non meneers guy, but you know, you guys, you weird. guys know me, you can take it with a grain of salt, but this is what That's I was wondering. You're, you're, you're the voice of the general public that doesn't get it. So. All right. Up. But if you feel like you need to kick my ass, then feel free. Um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, when you guys were talking, I was wondering, of course, this is no comparison. So, of course, this is no comparison. But what I'm wondering, so like I would say my greatest accomplishment that made me feel like I can't believe I did something that I never thought I would be was the first time I ran a marathon. And mm -hmm. the second and, and yeah, and I was just like, that was like the peak accomplishment for me. The second time I ran a marathon at 53, I was in so much pain. I didn't feel anything but pain. But <clears throat> setting that aside, um, when you accomplish something, maybe not something like taking a shower, though, I know that's a huge accomplishment sometimes relative to how you feel. Um, like Steve, when you got done with your bike trip, do you have a sense? Does it give you a sense of accomplishment at all that, oh, my God, I did something that was damn near impossible or does it, does that just still not even register because you just feel like shit so, so much all the time? That's a, that's a great question. And to be honest, no, I do not feel a sense of accomplishment. Like it's just, it's just what I do to try to bring awareness to our disease, but it's not like I get done and feel like, oh my gosh, I did something fantastic there. And a lot, you know, like that was so great. And I, you know, that like, I'm going to mark that that is as a big accomplish, accomplishment. No, I do not. It's just being on the bike or being on the couch is just another day being sick. So that's the thing that people don't understand that when you have Meniere's disease or another vestibular disorder, BPV, VM, there's a bunch of maldebarkment. Your accomplishments, it's not like you chalk them up and you put them in your pocket like, hey, I can build on that. Because it's just, that's what you did that day. Whether it was riding my bike, whether it was taking a shower, whether it's going to the grocery store, whether it's laying on the couch, to me, I don't even know how to explain this. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because it, it doesn't, I don't feel like I used to before I got sick. 
you know, I used to work very hard for a living and so did Adrian. We worked hard jobs and we, I went to work every day and I would go to work with a cold or the flu. I, I, my work ethic was huge. I have a great work ethic and this disease has knocked me on my ass. And so I used to be able to say, oh, I accomplished things, but now I don't feel, even when I accomplish things, it doesn't give me the fulfillment it used to. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get through today. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and just try to get through tomorrow, whatever that's going to look like. So yeah, I do not, after both bike trips, it's not like I was like patting myself on the back and thinking, oh, that was so awesome. And I can't wait for people to see that and appreciate me. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care. All I want people to do is realize that when they see me doing these things that they realize, okay, maybe I can do something with my disease, whatever chronic illness that is MS. Um, I mean, I can't even name all the chronic illnesses. We're at the bottom of the barrel, but no, I I don't take that as an accomplishment. I, I don't feel that way. Now, other people may feel like, wow, you just accomplished something big. And before I was sick, maybe I would have been like, hell yeah, you know, Fuck everybody. I just kicked ass on a road trip on my bike. That kicked ass. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that and I can stand on it. No, I don't stand on that. I just did it because I wanted people to see that people like us are out there. It's just the awareness that people are out here and we're sick and we're suffering. So no, I don't bag an accomplishment ever. Even my camping weekend, I didn't bag it as an accomplishment. I I did it. I enjoyed it for what I could. I tried to enjoy it the best I can, but it still wasn't that great. It was, yep. I just did it and I'm glad I did it because I needed to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I mean, an accomplishment for me is being home two days and finally unpacking my suitcase. Yay. I have my bag still packed. I haven't unpacked <laughs> yet. Getting my laundry going. Yay. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. If I can follow that up a little bit, because as you were answering, I thought of something else. So if you don't have kind of the sense of accomplishment uh, that say like I would have after running a marathon or something like that, is there a, in the midst of both of you having this disease, is there some kind of a sense of fulfillment or satisfaction that you have gotten off your couch and done these things for awareness for other people? And I would, I would throw to Adrian also that, for people who don't know, I'm not just buttering Adrian's bread because she's on the show with us, but she does a lot for other people, like a lot for other people that are sick, sends them things, is super thoughtful, thinks about them. Um, and, and you can speak, Adrian, to whether you might have been like that before you your disease and stuff like that, or maybe this is something that's deepened your resolve there. But um, do, does that is that sense of purpose and, you know, how does that ring in your heads? Um, well, you mentioned sense of purpose. Um, since I hooked up with you two idiots, um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, you know, it, it, it is more of a sense of purpose for me. Um, but I have always uh, fought for individuals who are ill, who are hurting, Uh, who have less. I like to make people feel 
that someone is listening to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have somebody to speak with. And, but most of all, that they have somebody who is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to put a smile on somebody's face who is not feeling well. Yeah. When I visited our friend on the way home with that basket from West Virginia, it was so emotional. And she is still texting, just texting, 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 that I've made her feel so good. I like lifting the spirit within and giving somebody just a little hope. And I've always been that way. I got that from my mother. But like I Mm. said, since I hooked up with you two blokes, (laughs) it's driven me more in the direction of helping people with this disease and not just as I help people in general. Yeah. Okay. I think for, for me that, that first of all, Adrian, that was a great answer because Dave and I know you well, and we know that you mail people stuff, you send stuff all over the world, even if it's a little gift, a little you know, it could be a scarf, a handkerchief, a rock, uh, uh, bones of, from a bird. I mean, you'll just, you figure out what people like and you figure out what is important to people and then you make it your goal to meet them on their ground. And I think that's awesome. So kudos yeah. to you. Fucking yeah. awesome. Um, for me, um, I know Dave and I, we put out a, a post a couple months ago where we're trying to kind of show people what on the vertigo is because it's a very vague thing. It's not like we have a, our, we don't have a solid physical goal. Like I applied for a grant in my neighborhood and they're like, well, what are you going to do with the money? And I'm like, I'm going to make people inspired and give them hope to go out and do something good. And they're like, well, if we give you this money, you know, you could buy a hundred bike helmets and pass them out since you ride your bike and you could do that. Like, but I'm like, that's not what we're about. We're about making people feel like, Hey, you can make it through tomorrow. And so on the vertigo is a very vague thing. And that's why we have a hard time raising money because people don't, they want to give people money that are going to dig wells in Mexico for villages, which is totally legit. They want to send rice to people that are starving. That's totally legit. I get that. But we don't have that kind of a purpose at on the vertigo. We're more emotionally and psychologically trying to support people to feel like you can get through tomorrow without blowing your head off with a gun. You know, and that's important shit, but it's a very vague, important shit. But to us, it's very important. And to the people that have Meniere's disease, it's very important. But Mm -hmm. there's a difference between saying, hey, I want to raise money to feed the world. Then I want to raise money and make people feel better about themselves. Right. People are like, you should be able to feel better about yourself just because you can push through it. But you know what? You don't push through it and make yourself feel better when you're sick like us. So there's, there's this break in reality on what our 
nonprofit does compared to what most nonprofits do, which makes it very difficult. Yeah. But, and if I can, if I can kick in on that, being the one who's running this thing or trying to run this thing, I mean, it's not about poo pooing at all, but um, the deal is, is uh, like Steve's saying, it's a, it's a very intangible and kind of nebulous mission that we have that is having an effect. It's having a, it's having a huge effect. And I mean, look, me and Steve, we didn't get together before this show to just like say these things to try to raise money. Like this is completely off the cuff. I just want everybody to know that I'm sure American cynicism is enough. And I probably would have been, you know, like all oh, these guys are just, you know, they're just going to start talking. We're not, we're not. Um, we, we seriously don't care if we don't make a dime or whatever, but the truth of the matter is that lately, as we've been trying to get funding sources outside of the Meniere's community, because the Meniere's community has supported us a crazy amount, like beyond. And we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to look to that to be a prime source of our funding. We want a corporate, a corporate funding source that pours into the Meniere's community, not trying to get the resources out of the Meniere's community just so that we can give them back in. We want to get outside to bring them into the Meniere's community. So when I'm trying to explain to people what we do, that, that's the kind of thing that Steve's talking about. And what I know is that when we are wanting to raise funds or we have some ideas and we just don't have funds or whatever, and then it's like, what are we going to do? But I, I know, I, and I tell Steve and Adrian and everybody that's around me all the time, like they might even be sick of me saying this, but it's like, this has a huge effect. This has a huge effect and it kills me to think that we wouldn't be able to keep doing this. And this isn't a this isn't a Jerry Lewis telethon cry session that I'm getting into right now. The reality is, is that this is really helping people. This is really helping people. And if we if for any reason we can't do it ever again, then that that's fine. And it is what it is. But it's like, you know, just every day and posts and comments that I get and things that I read, I'm, I feel like, like, God, I hope we can keep this going. This, um, this, this matters. And it matters. Like I, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, we put a thing out because we're trying to raise money and we put a, a thing out to say around our community to say, could you send us a video on what on the vertigo means to you? Just so that we can show other people what we're how we're affecting them and we got one from jara the other day and i'm going to throw her under the bus because her video the video from bones from switzerland the video from um lisa thompson last week that came in that's and adrian doing and adrian's video but when you when you watch these people on these videos like that shows me that we need to keep doing this and the but it, that being said, I still don't feel like, oh, this is a huge accomplishment for us because we're just OTV. We're on the vertigo. We don't care if we raise $1 or a million dollars. We, I'm just seeing people around the world that are sending videos that matter, that what we're doing does matter and it affects them hugely. And yeah. I forget that often because I do crawl into my little bubble. Like I'm sure you do, Adrian. I'll take three or four days and not check social media. I'll lay on my couch or in my bed and I just don't want to deal with anything. Then yeah. when I open it up, 
I see all these people saying, thanks for that. that thanks for this. You guys are inspiring me. You guys keep going. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Well, Dave, I think you have done a wonderful job in putting all of this together. And it is touching that this means a lot to you. Mm. You don't have Meneers. Yeah, totally. You, know, you just deal with your idiot brother and your crazy <laughs> OGG friend. And, um, yeah. but it, it, it means, it means a lot to you that you know that you're helping others yeah. and that's, what's important. Well, because and I've heard their stories. To... I've heard their stories and I, you know, and I am, I'm friends with his, with many of the people that you all are friends with now. And I mean, at, at, at doing this as a work, I'm immersed in it. And, uh, it's kind of like, I think I mentioned a line in Steve and I's book where I said, you know, it's like, I think I, I think I've learned, but then I realize I don't have any idea <laughs> and I'm still running in every day, especially in ways that maybe I've, especially in ways that I've treated Steve where I'm, where I'm just like, I, I can't believe that I know the condition that he's in and I still treat him like crap sometimes or whatever. And, you know, I'm sure yeah. Everybody has spouses and friends that you can relate to that. It's like, because I, of, of all I know and of all I've heard and all the stories that I've heard of how difficult this is, this is, you know, I, the people have, some people were asking me at a dinner party the other night, like, what's this like? And I'm like, this is the, this is what doctors say is the most difficult thing to deal with. It doesn't kill you. And <laughs> yeah. people just kind of have this blank look on their face. And I'm like, no, really, this really is. And, uh, you know, and in the years I've known these people and studied it and seen Steve with this, it's like, I can believe that I can believe that, but. No. Well, we appreciate you because we couldn't yeah. do that without you. No, no we way. No way. Well, this glad. would not be happening without, without your support, Dave, and without you getting in touch. And I know people in MWW and all the other sites that you do attend and follow I know those people, first of all, it's funny because they probably know you better than they know, than they know me now because <laughs> you're in contact with people I'm not in contact with. But that being said, in the next upcoming weeks, we're going to have some more guests on that will tell their stories. And I'm super excited about that. So I'm lining up some more guests. And these aren't famous people. These aren't doctors. These aren't world-renowned physicists and psychologists that are going to give us answers to our problems. But like Adrian said earlier, these are going to be people that are just going to share their story. And I want these people to be heard because I've created a situation where people have heard me. And if anything, that's the only thing that matters to me. It's not my accomplishments. I don't feel great that I've done these bike rides. I don't feel great about starting a nonprofit with you, Dave, and starting a podcast with you, Adrian. Those don't matter. But what matters is that I'm hoping that we're getting enough of a platform to where other people can share their stories and yeah. say, I feel like fucking shit today and say it on our podcasts so that they feel like people are hearing them. Well, I like people to share their stories. And I like to share them in a fun way as well. Exactly. Way. I knew today was going to be pretty heavy duty because pushing through, I'll be thinking about that. So that'll be my new term. We'll be pushing through. And there's times I won't, there's times I will. But 
anyway, that's enough on the serious topic. That's okay. I'm starting to melt down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. That is good. That is a hands down fair dinkum top notch idea. Fuck yes, mate. Fuck yes. All right. Coming up soon, we're going to have a lot of people with Meniere's disease and other vestibular disorders just to tell her stories because if they feel heard, they're going to feel better. That's what makes me feel good is being heard. So we want this to be a platform for other people to be heard, not just us three shit bags doing this dumb podcast. Anyway, enough. Great. Good job, you guys. Dave, let's go to the mailbag because I know we, we have, have time for mailbag. mailbag. We do have Yay. time for mailbag. We have time for mailbag. Yep. Bring it. All right, here we go. We had, everybody was so excited about mailbag last week that we got like thousands of more emails in. Thousands and thousands. Over the weekend, while Adrian and you were on vacation somewhat, I sifted through them all. And I I pulled the ones that were the best. All right, so you guys ready? Ready, bring it on. All right, so Jim and Gary, Indiana, wants to know, Steve, when you and Adrian go to bed at night, which side of the bed do you take and why? That's easy. If you're, okay, say you're staring at my bed from the foot of the bed, I sleep on the left side. And, and Adrian's that- on the right. No, 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 Okay, okay. I'm on the left side. <laughs> you get whatever side I'm not on. well the reason i sleep on the left side is because if i'm on the left side of the bed i can i can lay and look at the wall with my good ear into my tempurpedic pillow which completely deafens that ear then i have my tinnitus on the left side which i'm deaf on so if i lay in a certain way and i'm on the left side of the bed I'm basically completely deaf at that point. And I sleep really well that way because I don't hear birds chirping. I don't hear traffic. I don't hear people yelling. I don't hear parties. If I lay on my right side with this on my pillow and that's my bad ear, my left ear is my bad ear. So if I put my good ear down into my Tempur-Pedic pillow, then I sleep good because I'm completely deaf at that point. So if you came in a room and asked me a question, I wouldn't even hear you talking. So that's why I sleep on that side of the bed. Okay. Well, I, All right. I just sleep on the left side because um, the, I can escape my husband quicker. That's all that is. <laughs> you keep the door closer. I think, I think Jim was thinking you guys were married, but they are actually married to oh, other people. Oh, no, so, no, no, so let's have the disclaimer, the disclaimer. All right. Okay. All right. This, this question is for Adrian. It's a two-parter. Can you name Barbie's three younger sisters? And I, and I should know this being my granddaughter, but we don't have all the sisters, but I do know one of them is Skipper. Yes. Because she was the yeah. beginning Skipper. And then the other two, I don't know because they've come after. Okay. Chelsea and Stacy. All right. Here's the, here's the bonus. Here's the bonus, Adrian. And you are going to be your granddaughter's. She's going to think of you as the hero of all time. If you get this one, what is Barbie's actual last name? Teletubby. <laughs> I love the Teletubbies. I used to Mattel. smoke. I used to I used to smoke weed and watch the Teletubbies, and I freaking loved oh, it. 
Oh, I need to try that. No, it's awesome. Disclaimer, if you're the police, he used to live in a non-weed legal state, so the statutes of limitations applies. Okay. Barbie's last name is Barbie's last name is Roberts. Barbie Roberts. Never knew that. I know. (laughs) Nobody, I don't think anybody ever did. What's Ken's last name? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so we got another mailbag that just came in from Craig in Denver as we were on the Barbie theme. So, Adrian, my daughter pulled the pants off Ken the other day and discovered he has no penis. His crotch was just smooth and she was horrified. What should I do? (laughs) Slap that man. (laughs) Slap that man and go buy an LOL doll because they are anatomically correct. (laughs) Really? Yeah, okay. LOL brand dolls have little boobies and penises. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't, we don't allow our granddaughter to have that. You can get a Sharpie and draw some junk on there. I mean, Barbie got a little oh. boobie, but, you know, she oh. got no anything. Okay, so now she's pulling up Barbie's shirt, and we're probably going to get in trouble with the FCC. So here we go. On to the next we're one. You're going to make Chappie want to go take a cold shower after <laughs> All right, Steve, Peter in Kokomo, Indiana, wants to know, if you could be any character on Twilight, who would you be and why? Oh, hell yeah. Um, I know you love Twilight. I don't know what his name is, but I I would be um, Bella's dad because I love that guy because Bella's dad is like the cop of the town. He's like the sheriff or whatever, and he's completely clueless on all this shit going around. Because nice. there's like vampires, there's werewolves, there's people getting eaten around his town. And he just goes to the diner and just eats crap every day to get by. <laughs> that would be me. I would be Bella's dad in Twilight because the, I would love to just be that stupid to not be able to realize how much shit's going on around him. And I thought the guy was brilliant in the show. He's my favorite character in Twilight. Trust me, I love Twilight, read all the books. I've watched the shows repeatedly. <laughs> And every time that cop that Bella's dad's on screen, I'm just like, that's who I want to be. Adrian's shaking her head. Do you have an answer for that, Adrian? Are you out of Twilight? You're out of Twilight. Out of that Twilight. No, man. Okay. I don't <laughs> okay. <that. laughs> All right. Here we go. The next one. Glenn from Edinburgh, Scotland wants to know if either of you could be a character on Stranger Things. Would you just outright punch Joyce in the face or give her a jar of Xanax and tell her to sleep for a week? I don't watch Stranger Things. My son does, but I'll take a jar of Xanax. (laughs) (laughs) You want to sleep for a week? I I love Stranger Things. and I'm halfway through season four. And um, I would like to be the kid with the curly hair. And where's the trucker hat? Because Stranger <laughs> Things at this point on season four sucks. Because how many times can, can that little town be ravaged by demons and nobody get it? And exactly. then the next year they go back to school like everything's normal. But I do love the kid, the chubby kid with the curly hair that wears the trucker hat. Because when he's on the screen, I just love watching him. So I would be him. That's true. He is the best character. And you're correct that those people would be in so much therapy 24 (laughs) hours a day. It's not even funny, especially after season four. Good God. But I do have a little bit of a crush on 11. She's cute. I think Mm. that's 
Uh, if I was in high school, I would have been hitting on her. Mm. Well, I know that like, you know, I didn't live through anything that happened in that town, but after season four, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to deal with seeing a grandfather clock the same way ever again. So I'm kind of disappointed that I used to really like grandfather clocks. So that kind of sucks. Uh, you just busted it for me. Nice job. Well, you it up for me, Dave. That's not a spoiler alert. They did grandfather clock on the first episode, buddy. I don't remember that one. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Are we ready to jump to getting to know you? Oh, come on, man. You don't hey, like getting to know you? Go ahead. <laughs> you just, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Barbie a little more, Adrian? Is that your disappointment? Uh, okay. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, there's Barbie again on screen. Okay. <laughs> Getting to know you. Here we go. Adrian, first, would you break the law to save a loved one? Hmm. Come on, Adrian. You'd break the law without life. saving a loved one. Come on. Depends on how much life insurance they have. <laughs> <laughs> Or if I was in the wheel. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So wrong. That was a really good answer, though. That was a good answer. And I'm well, going to leave it at that. Steve's my brother. I know he would break the law just for fun. Doesn't even have to be to save somebody. Absolutely. I do it just for fun, especially in his town, but don't let the cops know that. Oh, he got a friend right. who would judge. He ain't worried. <laughs> Adrian, we had a good question last week for Brian that uh, I wanted to throw by you. Steve's already answered it. Who would you want to be your partner on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, um, probably the race car driver that won that year. Bubba Watson. Bubba Wallace. It was an Indy driver. I don't know. He's a foreigner, an in indie driver. Oh, like Dino Francelli or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And you're so fucking redneck. You're like so, you're like right down in the NASCAR belt. That's so redneck. I hate NASCAR. <laughs> I don't even watch NASCAR. He's so, lying, I can tell by the look on her face. No, I don't. So, Adrian, can you guess what my answer was last week? Or did you watch the show? I did Funny. watch, but do you think I remember? Oh, you no. said Judge. Duty. Bam. Oh, Judy. my Damn, goodness. I did remember. Yay. And they would dance to the theme song. The I can't believe you actually watched the show. Okay. My mother ahead. and I used to watch the show the first couple times it was on. Of course, my mother's been passed, you know, so I, I didn't watch it since. So. All right. Here we go. Have either one of you ever run out of gas? And where? Are we talking gas and cars or gas and ass? I know you haven't run out of ass gas, so we'll talk about car. Stranded somewhere? I ate a lot of baked beans on this last camping trip, so I was farting like crazy. Oh, my day. God, your poor wife having to sleep in that van with you. Well, <laughs> we ate beans, too, and it was a battle. It was a battle. Okay. Won the battle. Um, I've never run out of gas. I'm always thinking one step ahead. That's how I stay a step ahead of y'all too. <laughs> one step, always planning ahead. You know, don't I look at me it, like that, Steve. I, I see find that it hard. I find it hard to believe anybody has not run out of gas. Like, man, that's a. I I'm mean, not running out of gas. I remember once wow. Emily and I 
my wife and I went to Moab, Utah, which is five hours from our place. And we had, when we first moved here to Colorado, we were like, we have to go to Moab and which is like the mountain biking capital of the world. And on the way home, it was like two in the morning, we were driving home and we were driving in a 1986 Trans Am Firebird. And mm -hmm. we were like below empty. And we pulled off an exit and the gas station was closed. So we had to keep going. And I thought we were gonna run out of gas and we ended up finding a gas station at the very, very, very last second. So I've never run out of gas on the road, but I have ran out of gas in my stomach. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like the, I like the fart. There's nothing wrong with farting. Oh my goodness. Okay. Have you ever been on TV? Adrian? I was I was as a child. Um nice. in the yep, it was in the Philippines and it was <laughs> like a, a talent, you know, type show and um us girls and we did the um the hula, you know, the tiny bubbles hula, and, and that was our little segment. Okay. Wow. That's that's like that like sounds like a audition for sex trafficking. I don't know. That's oh my god. Oh my god. As an adult, oh. no, I have not been on television. <laughs> have you ever been sex trafficking? No. When I was when I was like five or six, I was on a show called the Uncle Al Show in Cincinnati because that's where we lived, and my oh. um, sister Karen and I were live and on Uncle Al's show. And it was kind of like a howdy duty, but it wasn't national. It was like just local. So yeah, mm -hmm. I've been on. That we sounds have, like a We have a show like that here in Charleston called Happy Rain. Yeah, um, don't watch it. Don't watch that show. Like, um, um, what was the one when we were sh we growing up? Mr. Magoo or Mr. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Captain Kangaroo. Captain oh. Kangaroo. Yeah, okay. It was like, yeah, that's what the Uncle Al show is like a Captain Kangaroo, but it was local Cincinnati. But that I was on true. All right. Okay. If you could challenge anyone to a boxing match, who would it be? Adrian. I'd beat the <laughs> shit out of mm. Steve, I would drop you like a bag of dirt. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I think that one of these days, Adrian and I need to get into those big giant bumper suits that people wear and just go yeah. at it and bounce Boom. off each other. And I will, mm. I will knock you to the moon. <laughs> All right, nice. Okay, we all want to see that. Last one. What song makes you dance uncontrollably? Well, there'd be several songs that would make me dance. Anything with a beat, I'm all up in there. I'll Anything beat you with down. a beat. I'll beat you down, even though you're a grandma. I'll give you a beating. Look, Man, they don't call me the OGG for nothing. He's still on the boxing question. What's what's that song by the weekend about uh uh what's that I, I, I have to move every time I hear it. Is it by the weekend or is it something by about I can't I can't feel my face? That's a good one, but it's no, it's the one that came Don't out after that. You but I love it. But I love uh, the that one after that, I don't know. I don't and know. Probably not many others do too. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really popular song like two two years ago and when i hear it i just have to move i can't remember what, what it's called it's not i All can't right. feel my face we'll I have mean, that for you next week how about, right. about happy by pharrell 
That's it. Oh, that's it. I can read your mind. Yeah, you can read that's my mind. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mind. I'm about to get that is true. for that because you read my mind. Yeah, it's that happy that. Oh, happy. Well, I, I'm not going to sing it. Happy it's if you good. want. If you feel like a room without a roof. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's it. Yeah, you call. You call. That's it. a good one. Okay. All right. We are going to wrap it up for this week. Um, go to our website, www.onthevertigo.org. You can donate there or you can get Meneer's resources. We have been working hard and collecting info for everybody around the world. Check it out. And Thanks. We'll see you next week. And Peace if you out. have a question that you want to throw in the mailbag, just text it to Dave and, and uh, what's your what's your email? Dave, Dave at onthevertigo.org. Yep. Email Dave at onthevertigo.org. Send your questions if you want. We're getting thousands weekly, of course. Oh, yeah. And uh, great week. Thanks. Love to see Adrian. Love to see you, Dave. And we will have some good guests coming up. They'll share oh, yeah. their story. Really okay. glad to be back with y'all. Really glad to be back. On the right. vertigo. People feel better, man. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.